just don't know what to do. What do you mean? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Introduce yourself. You introduce yourself. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, True Crimes and Storytimes. I'm Kirsten. I'm Michelle. And we're back with another Storytime episode. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm continuing on with my Urban Legends series. This will be part three. And we're doing the next ten Urban Legends. Starting with Massachusetts. This one was really cool. Okay. It is the spirits of Hoosack Tunnel. I think that's how you pronounce that. Hoosack. Hoosack. Who's sack? <laughs> no, not who's. <laughs> Hoosack. <laughs> um, in the 24-year-long construction of the Hoosack Tunnel in western Massachusetts, approximately 200 men died. That's a lot. In this tunnel. Um. Death was such a common thing with it that the tunnel was actually nicknamed the Bloody Pit. That's kind of interesting. Creepy. <laughs> there was a murder that occurred in 1865 in the tunnel when three explosive experts named Ned Brinkman, Billy Nash, and Ringo Kelly decided to use an explosive called nitroglycerin to continue their work on the tunnel. So they were trying to blow up this piece so they can get through through the tunnel. Gotcha. Using nitroglycerin. So they placed a charge and started to run back towards the safety bunker that would shield them from the blast. But Brinkman and Nash never made it back. Ringo Kelly decided to go ahead and set off the charge anyway before the other men could make it to the shelter. I don't know why you you wouldn't make sure they were okay. Yeah, that's kind of (laughs) rude. Yeah. Yeah, let me just... uh... Fuck your life. Beep right. Bong. So the two men were buried alive under all the... Did you just say bing bong? <laughs> I didn't even realize. I was waiting for you to realize. I'm just sitting here like... Bing bong. Fuck your life. I said it the opposite way though. Yeah. But it still works. Yeah. Um, okay. So the two men were buried alive under all of the rock. Soon after the accident, Kelly vanished without a trace, leading many to believe that the quote-unquote accident with the nitroglycerin may not have actually been an accident. Hmm. He wasn't seen again until March 30th, 1866, when his body was discovered two miles inside the tunnel at the same spot where Brinkman and Nash had been killed. Authorities quickly deducted that he had been strangled to death between midnight and 3.30 in the morning. Many people believe that he was murdered by the vengeful spirits of Nash and Brinkman. I am so sorry, guys. My cat is eating in the background. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that, but... It'll be okay. She's our little... She's our audience for today. She's like... <laughs> in the background. <laughs> um, they also believe that the tunnel was cursed and many of them refused to enter it again. I 
would refuse to enter it again, too. Uh, yeah, if somebody went missing and then was found strangled to death. Mm-hmm. On October 17th, 1868, there was a gas explosion that blew apart the water pumping station on the surface, and 13 miners were killed when debris filled the central tunnel where they were working. Yes, I know I put surfaced. Kitty. <laughs> I mean, Minnie. Minnie. <laughs> be good. She just wants attention, too. She wants to be featured in the podcast. She does. <laughs> She's being pretty good. So, without the pumping station, the 538-foot shaft filled with water and some of the bodies of the dead crew members began to float to the surface. Yikes. Yeah. As soon as the last of the bodies were found and given a decent burial, the bizarre visitation ceased. The dead men had apparently found rest, but some of the victims of the bloody pit hadn't. On October 16, 1874, a local hunter named Frank Webster vanished near Hoosack Mountain. Three days later, he was found by a search party. He was stumbling along the banks of the Deerfield River in a state of shock, mumbling incoherently and falling down. He explained to his rescuers that strange voices had ordered him into the Hoosack Tunnel, and once he was inside, he saw ghostly figures wandering around. Can you imagine? No. That would be so scary. Yeah, definitely. He also said that invisible hands... Really? Oh my gosh. Um, he also said that invisible hands had snatched his hunting rifle away from him and that he had been beaten with it. The stories continued for years, creating believers from those who worked there, passed through, or sent, spent much time about the tunnel. Stories about the bloody pit still continue to be told today. Locals in the area still claim that strange winds, ghostly apparitions, and eerie voices are experienced around and in the daunting tunnel. The spirits of the past are still reported to linger, and dark shadows press lightly on every side. Tightly on every side. Not lightly. (laughs) Tightly. That's crazy. Yeah, I thought that one was pretty um, interesting and creepy. Definitely. All right. Onward. Next up is Michigan. It's the girl on Knock Knock Road. Knock Knock. Knock Knock. Who's there? Why did you say the beginning (laughs) of the joke? (laughs) Okay. Anyway. The legend of Knock Knock Road says that there was a little girl who was murdered on Knock Knock Road in the Detroit area, and now she appears to drivers at their car window knocking, trying to find the person who killed her. The legend began back in the 1940s when the story went around that a little girl was killed by a careless driver and now her ghost stalks drivers who come down the road searching for the driver that killed her. Some say she was riding her bike in the street. Others say she was walking home from school. And then there's the other version of the tale which says a car full of teenagers were out joyriding and crashed into a telephone pole. Their poundings on the car windows and sides went unheard. It's supposed to say unheard. It says undead. I assume. Um, went unheard by neighbors, and all the teens were burned to death. 
To this day, those who are familiar with the story drive down Strasburg Road at all hours of the night, hoping the little girl would come tapping at their car windows. Hmm. Why did I say the night like that? (laughs) The night. All hours of the night. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That would be creepy to just be driving down the road and then see an apparition of a little girl knocking on your door or on your window. That'd be freaky. Hello, help me. Yeah, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I don't either. I really don't. I'd probably drive away. Dude, I'm like this. I forgot my glasses. So I'm like you can't trying see. to read. Oh, wait. I can zoom in. Oh, yeah. Oh, there, there we you go. go. I'll, I'll make the, the print, the font bigger for you next time. It's okay. I just <laughs> forgot my glasses in there. And it's so hard to read even when the print's big because I have. I used to read in the dark. Mm, so Ruined your eyes. Yep. Good job. So next up is from minnesota it is the kensington runestone the kensington runestone is a slab of gray how do you say that gray wake gray whack yeah something like that. gray wax stone covered in runes that was allegedly discovered in central minnesota in 1898 a whole hundred years before i was born before we were born (laughs) i was about to say my birthday is in four days how how old are you gonna be 23 you already know that i was just old ass excuse me you (laughs) turned 23 on the 14th oh my gosh like a week and a half ago oh i guess when this episode comes out it'll be like the day before my birthday heck yeah happy early birthday to michelle (laughs) um i don't know how to pronounce this name i think it's i mean i want to say olaf olaf or that's what it is olaf Olaf Omen? Yeah. Olaf. Just like the one from Frozen. It's just O instead of A. How do you spell Olaf from Frozen? O-L-A-F. Don't ask me how I know. I couldn't. I I didn't know that. Anyway. Olaf Omen was a Swedish immigrant. And he reported that he unearthed this stone from a field in the largely rural town. Rural, rural, rural. <laughs> that was like me with bureau last yeah. week. The largely rural. T- <laughs> I can't say it. Okay. Rural. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm trying to say. Okay. Township of Solom in Douglas County. I hate that rural anyway <laughs> you said it good that time it took you a minute but you did it Dang. sorry the inscription purports to be a record left behind by scandinavian explorers in the 14th century internally dated to the year 1362 that was a hell of a long time ago seriously there has been a drawn-out debate regarding the stone's authenticity Okay, how can I say authenticity, but I can't say rural. <laughs> but so the scholarly funny. consensus has classified it as a 19th century hoax since the time it was first examined in 1910. With some critics... Cri- <laughs> having a hard time. It's okay. With some critics directly... <laughs> I, I would say so charging. Charging. 
You said chargins, chargins, but I think you meant charging. <laughs> With some critics directly charging. Oh, okay, okay. That makes way yeah, more yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, Okay. With some critics directly charging. What? <laughs> what is... You and your freaking typos, dude. There's some, like, five typos it. in here. I don't know. What did I tell you last week? Look over your work. I did, and there was no lines under anything that I typed. You don't I read through it? No, I read through it when I'm typing. Well, <laughs> I'll start re I'm going to start rereading it like seven times. Yeah, you better. <laughs> okay, anyway. Let's just go back because I forget what I was even talking about. <laughs> there has been a drawn out debate regarding the stone's authenticity, but the scholarly consensus has classified it as a 19th century hoax since the time it was first examined in 1910 with some critics directly charging Omen with having fabricated the inscription. See, that sounds better. Okay. But nevertheless, there are still people who believe the, sto the stone's authenticity. The symbols on the stone appear to be Norse, which I had to look up what Norse was. It's like Norwegian yeah. or Scandinavian. It's like Vikings. Yeah. But no one really knows where it came from. So, it's just like this random stone that appeared out of nowhere and no one can figure out what it says or hmm. where it's from. Or anything. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Pretty strange. Next up is Mississippi. It is Deer Island's haunted treasure. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. -S 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 it okay. took me forever to learn how to spell that word. <laughs> That's how I, I kind of made it into a song. It's also M-I. Crooked letter, crooked letter, I. Crooked letter, crooked letter, I. Come back, come back. Right. Have you ever heard that? No. You've never heard that? No. I learned that in like elementary school. Seriously? M I. Crooked letter, crooked letter I. Crooked letter, crooked letter I. Hump back, hump back I. Never I heard that before. I can't believe you've never heard that before. No. That's ridiculous. I just made up a little song so I can remember. That's the it. song. No. I that made up my own little song. What what is the song? I just said it. You just spelled it. Exactly. But it's like <laughs> In my head, there's, like, a little tune with it. <laughs> In your head. Okay. 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 I can't believe you've never heard that before. No. Like, you know Why how... Why did I say no like that? No. no. <laughs> like, you know how when you're trying to learn, like, PEMDAS, and it's, like... Yeah. A sentence, you make a sentence out of it. I never made a sentence out of it. You never made they a sentence all, out of PEMDAS. They always said, like... So, I can't even remember the sentence. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Yeah, I never really remembered that. I just tried to memorize what it actually was because that really didn't help me. That's I, crazy. <clears throat> I would always get them like mixed around. Mm -hmm. So I just tried to remember. I just learned it. I didn't mm -hmm. use the sentence at all. Gotcha. It would mess me up. Gotcha. Unfortunately. Well. Sorry, yeah, guys. Weird. <laughs> it's okay. Everybody I'm has not as smart as everybody me. else. Come on. Well, you're smarter than me. Spart <laughs> you're smarter than me. You're smarter than me. Anyway. Okay. Good. Let's continue. Yeah. It's Deer Island's haunted treasure. The ghost of Deer Island originated from an old pirate story. The story says that back in the 1920s, two men were fishing on Deer Island when they heard rustling in the bushes that they assumed the noise was caused by wild hogs. Um, eventually they decided to check it out and encountered a headless skeleton. They ran back to their boat and the skeleton followed them all the way. According to the pirate's story, there was a ship that sailed into 
Biloxi Bay and bury their treasure on Deer Island. The crew decided to behead one of their own and left his body behind to guard the treasure. There's also a ghost... Wait a second. What? If they beheaded him, how was he supposed to guard the treasure? Like scare like scare people away. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, he doesn't have a head. <laughs> right. Well, that's the point. Gotcha. To like keep people from being like, oh, there's treasure, but there's also a headless body. But some people just don't care. I mean, you're right. There's a headless body. All right, there's nobody here Let's to catch me. Let's just move it to the side. Yeah, I'll still get the treasure. I mean, just think about what all they did just to even get to the treasure in the mm-hmm. first place. But it might have worked for some people. Well, I mean, I guess so. Um, there's also a ghost called the Ghost of Blue Fire or Firewater Ghost. It was a common story among early fishermen who saw a mystic object that moved along the water in the shape of a ball of fire. People often called it the mysterious lantern. There's one man who remembers seeing it with his own eyes. It was around in the year 1891 when Captain Eugene Tiblier Jr. I think that's how you pronounce Tiblier. It looks like it. Jr. was rowing a skiff to the back bay one dark morning around 2 a.m. He said it was a bluish light and traveled about one foot above the water. That freaked me out. (laughs) I just turned it on because I I thought it's cool. I saw it on the table and was like, what the hell? (laughs) It's not really dark enough for it right now. It looks cooler in the dark. Sorry. It's okay. I got distracted. So, he said it traveled about one foot above the water. Um, There haven't really been any modern versions of the firewater ghost, but that doesn't necessarily make it to be not true. True. There wasn't really a whole lot on that one. I mean, there was, but it was very, very confusing. Mm. And it was like, um, just this guy talking about, like, saying the same thing over and over again. Gotcha. But that's basically all that he was talking about. Um, next is Missouri. The It's Momo, the Missouri monster. I thought Momo was from Avatar. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen Avatar. What? dude you need to go watch it never seen it it's so good i know what it's about kind of it's so good you need to watch it i know everybody like raved about the like netflix it being on netflix or something like that yeah i watched it when i was a kid it was like one of my favorite shows it honestly has a good a a lot of good life lessons in Mm -hmm. it it's not just like a stupid cartoon like it's actually very good i have to give it a watch you should it's like an anime pretty much but gotcha. a lot more different i think than a normal anime if mm-hmm. that makes sense anyways anyways so momo the monster is an ape-like creature similar to like bigfoot and was allegedly cited by numerous people in rural <laughs> louisiana missouri in 1972 not louisiana the state louisiana the city that's in Missouri. That's interesting. Which I didn't know was a thing. Yeah, I was that's really weird. confused. I was like, I thought we were on Missouri. And it's talking about Louisiana. <laughs> anyway. The most well-known alleged sighting occurred on July 11th, 1972, when two young boys were playing in the backyard on the rural outskirts of Louisiana, Missouri. You got a down pat now. 
Man, I'm trying. Um, their older sister was in the kitchen when she heard her brothers screaming. She looked out the window and saw... <laughs> well, bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I felt it coming and it's I was okay. like, no, don't sneeze. Uh, she looked out the window and saw a massive dark-haired man, like, man-like creature, not a man, a man-like creature, holding what appeared to be a deceased dog. Not cool, bro. Not cool. Not cool. Very much not cool. Don't let John Wick know he'll come for you. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, she described it as having a pumpkin-shaped head and large glowing orange eyes. Many alleged sightings occurred that year. Most notably was local fire department chief and member of the city council, Richard Allen Murray, who reported driving along a creek bed when he saw a massive upright creature in his vehicle headlights. Dude. What did I even say? What did I say? When he say when a he massive say- upright create his vehicle's headlights. <laughs> You're I know what I meant. Typos, dude. <laughs> I know what I meant. Um, as a result of these reported encounters, a twenty-person posse—I hate that word. <laughs> Why? It's better. It's like than a group. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like the word posse. That's like makes me—I don't know. I just don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> um, a massive twenty-person posse says n- nowhere does it say massive on there. <laughs> A massive upright create is what I said. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. okay. Um, <clears throat> a 20 person posse was formed. <laughs> Why'd you say? I don't know. A 20 person posse. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Was formed to hunt the creature, but nothing was ever found. So it's basically like Bigfoot. So it was. But like Momo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, basically, it was, like, people with pitchforks and shit, and they were, like, going after Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. Pitchforks and torches. An angry mob. A posse. (laughs) A posse. A 20-person posse. A massive (laughs) 20-person posse. Oh, my gosh. Are you good? Yeah. Choking to death over there? Choked up a little bit. Okay. Next on my list is Montana. It's the story of... <laughs> what is so funny? It says Montata. <laughs> it does say Montata. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm dead. I literally can't. I literally can't. I literally can't. I'm so it white. It says Montata. <laughs> Okay, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so we're back on Montata. <laughs> Not Montata. <laughs> Montana. You know what I meant. It's the story of Sacrifice Cliff. Okay? Alright. <laughs> I thought it looked weird. <laughs> My brain couldn't. Couldn't. <laughs> I think I'm a little dyslexic. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway. Sure. So, the story of Sacrifice Cliff. According to legend, Sacrifice Cliff got its name because two crow warriors rode horses over the cliffs to their deaths after finding a tribal encampment nearly wiped out by snow. 
Smallpox. <laughs> the the story may be true, but the collection of evidence suggests the event happened a little farther down the stream on the other side of the river and involved more modest cliffs that now are part of the Metro Park fairgrounds. Basically, the story says that the two crow warriors returned to the encampment and everyone had died from smallpox. Besides one old man who was barely alive. They thought it was too rough to handle, so they blindfolded their horses and committed suicide by riding over the cliff. Because obviously, like, your horse isn't just going to jump over a cliff yeah. if they see it. Definitely not. They're going to be like, excuse um, me, something's what are wrong we doing? Here. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> In one version of the story, there were six boys and six girls who survived the smallpox in that little encampment mm-hmm. and they witnessed the suicides those surviving 12 children traveled north into the muscle shell river country where they found a clan of crow indians the children waited a couple miles away until it was clear they were not affected by smallpox and eventually joined the group of crow indians mm-hmm Another version states that the two warriors were fearless and protective and great men, not cowards. But that day, they no longer wanted to be alive and simply made the choice to die. So they were just like over it. Just wanted to die. Which kind of sucks. Man. Some people just... Over it. I mean, you come back to your village and everyone's pretty much dead. They're like, you know what? I'm going to be dead too. too. Yeah. Next up is from Valentine, Nebraska. It is the poisoned girl at Centennial Hall. This goes back to 1897. Centennial Hall is Nebraska's oldest school building and it's believed to be haunted. Stories say that a girl was fatally poisoned while playing her clarinet in 1944. The poison was found on her reed and witnesses have claimed to see her apparition along with having uneasy feelings. When you go to Centennial Hall, you can still hear the sound of music being played in the music hall, and rocking chairs will mysteriously rock without anyone around. Hmm. The former school was converted into a museum and now allows visitors to admire the building's architecture and collection of historical objects. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was, I mean, that one was pretty simple. A girl was murdered playing her clarinet, mm-hmm. and now she just kind of roams, roams around, plays her clarinet sometimes. So, the next one is pretty well-known, and if you haven't known about it, you probably live under a rock. Seriously. It's from Nevada, and it is Area 51, which I I had a lot a lot of information about this one but that would have taken forever to get through so if you want an episode dedicated to just area 51 i might do that because there is a lot of history that i didn't even know yeah about area 51 <clears throat> we all know it was a big meme oh yeah and when was that i don't know last year or the year before i this was before covid was it yeah. I can't remember if it, it was, was like 2018, 2017. Everybody was going to rush area 51. Yeah. 
that's probably not a great idea. No, not really, but America. Yeah, America. So there's probably no other, like, urban legend, myth, conspiracy theory that is more popular than Area 51. It is a mysterious government facility that is rumored to be associated with aliens. The U.S. government officially stated that Area 51 is classified due to national security, which only makes it more suspicious. The secrecy around Area 51 is what makes it creepy, and with the government admitting to a, pro- a program that investigates UFOs, the theories about what's actually going on inside Area 51 continue to seem more plausible. The base has never been declared a secret base, but all research and occurrences in Area 51 are, quote, top secret or sensitive compartmented information. The CIA publicly acknowledged the existence of the base for the first time on June 25th, 2013. So, like, this place had been around for, like, ever, Mm -hmm. for a long time. Mm -hmm. And the, the CIA only, like, admitted to it being a thing Mm -hmm. in 2013 which i mean really wasn't that long ago no i was 14 that's like almost 10 years ago but like compared to how long it's been around that's crazy yeah that's really recent for it to have been like publicly Mm -hmm. acknowledged um this was at the same time they declassified documents detailing the history and purpose of area 51 so, we don't really know exactly what's going on inside Area 51, but that makes it even more suspicious. Yeah, That for there's sure. this, like, camp and, like, this place mm-hmm. in the United States that nobody knows anything about. But there is a lot of history and a lot of information on it. Mm-hmm. Just not about, like, what exactly is going on. Right. So, I could do, They like, give you, like, little tidbits to try and satisfy you, but it's never the whole thing. Right. Which, I don't know, maybe they're trying to not cause mass hysteria, but it's also the government. But it's also causing mass hysteria anyway, because it makes people more suspicious. Yeah, but I think it's like, people are suspicious, but there's no concrete evidence. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, they did release all that stuff about UFOs earlier this year. Yeah. Way earlier this year. Oh, yeah. It's almost... It's almost 2022. That was this year. Yeah. I think that they just release little tidbits and are like, here you go. This will keep you satisfied. But they released a whole shit ton of documents earlier this year about UFOs and all kinds of shit. So obviously they're not like trying to hide it as much anymore as they used to. But I think even then, like there's still so much that they're not, they're not sharing. Yeah. I don't think they would be telling us if they had an alien locked underground and they were like, because dissecting I mean, it and studying it people are crazy like, yeah people are literally crazy if Definitely. they release that information out people would try to break in for sure but think Absolutely. about all of the military and security they have there well also think about um whenever the election was going on and everybody mm-hmm. uh, stormed the Capitol. oh yeah that's not supposed to be able to happen yeah but they basically did. let them in though I know, which was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Should, anyway, we're well, off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not go into that. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, I might do a whole video about Area Fifty One. I'm not sure though. Video. 
I, I wrote video, but podcast episode, episode, I should say. We really want to start recording um, video so we can post on YouTube. Yeah. So if you guys want that, I think we're going to start that probably a Maybe month or, a month or two something. Yeah. I don't know. We have to get like stuff like chairs and all that. I mean, we have chairs. We're, we sit in camping chairs, people. Yeah. So this is a little... We need to get a better setup a before we start setup. recording. Recording? <laughs> recording. Recording. So, like recording video anyways. Yeah. But, anyway, that was, that's, that was Area 51. Nice. Next up is New Hampshire. It is the Witch of Hampton, who is known as Goody Cole. Eunice. 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 Is it Eunice or Eunice? I said, I read Eunice. Hmm. Or is it Eunice? Oh, maybe it is Eunice because it's a girl name. I was thinking Eunice. Eunice. I don't know. Go ahead. Anyway. I'll be quiet. (laughs) She was known as Goody Cole. Um, She was the only woman in New Hampshire history to be tried for witchcraft more than once. She was formally accused of witchcraft three times in her life the first in boston 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 in 1656 when several townspeople testified against her she was put in prison until 1660 so she for four years but went back to prison in 1662 and got out sometime between 1668 and 1671 she was eventually acquitted, despite the just ground of vehement, vehement, mm-hmm. I think so, suspicion of her guilt. So, she was acquitted, even though everyone. Yeah, but yeah. just because everyone says doesn't mean it's actually true. Right. This is the 1600s we're talking about, and even today, people testify, quote unquote, or call in evidence or mm-hmm. yeah i keep saying evidence but it's not evidence call in tips or something right, right and it's not true they just want attention so right she was accused again in 1673 but acquitted and then once more in 1680 and although she was not indicted she did i say that right <laughs> yeah i was just thinking back onto my true crime Indicted. episode indicted uh, although she was not indicted, she was still kept in prison. Stupid. Because this was like her third occurrence, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I know that today, I think it's like three charges. Mm-hmm. Of... For like the same thing. I don't know if it's the same thing. It might have to do with domestic charges. And mm. then you're like in prison for a certain amount of time. Yeah. When she died in 1680, her body was buried in an unmarked grave in Hampton. Not he body. Her body. I put he body. (laughs) The exact location is unknown, but it is believed to be near the site of today's Tuck Museum. Legend says that a stake was driven into her body after her death in order to exercise the influence she was supposed to have possessed. And a horseshoe was hung on the stake just to be on the safe side. What's the horseshoe do? Horseshoes are supposed to be good luck. Oh, really? Did you not know that? No. Like, if you put a horseshoe above, like, a doorway, it's supposed to, like, give you good luck. 
Honestly, I just thought like a horseshoe was like a rustic decoration. No, I'm pretty sure I'm huh, that's pretty sure it's supposed to be. Good I never luck. knew that. Yeah. The more you know. Um, people refer to her as ill natured and ugly, artful and aggravating, malicious and revengeful. People continue to blame Goody Cole for the misfortunes of Hampton citizens for the past three hundred years. A boat a boat. A boat. <laughs> a boat full of Hampton residents overturned and everyone on board drowned, even though they were in swimming distance of the shore. Doesn't mean they can't swim though. But everyone died. Not a single person made it. I don't know. Unseen forces, I guess. That's sus. It's suspicious. People blamed Goody Cole for the crash and for cursing passengers by having them forget how to swim. I think they just need something to blame. I mean, that's true. That's true. But it's suspicious. A little sus. A little sus. I'll agree. A little sus. Sounds like a rapper name. Little sus. Little sus. That's my rapper name. Little sus. Nice, nice. But that was the end of that one for Goody Cole. Sweet. I can't believe she had been accused three times of witchcraft. Yeah. And all like all three times was like acquitted. Like I'm surprised they didn't burn her at the stake. Man. How was I she mean they did put a stake in her body though. Oh yeah. But what do you mean how was she acquitted? Because they like never found any real hard true evidence. That's what acquitted I know, means, right? I know that, yeah. Like, they dismissed like, it. They still got her three different times, though. So it's yeah. like, why would you go back? Like today, a person can't be charged, like tried for the same thing three times in a row, like the same right. thing. So like, but this was back in the day. I know, it but might still, be different now. it's like, why? If you guys didn't find any evidence the, the first, first time, time, right? Why would or like kind of even wasting. the second time? It seems like they were just trying to get her in jail. I think it was because everyone was like complaining about her, so they were just like. We're just going to go ahead and put her in jail so we can make everybody shut up. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess you probably get tired of people like calling in, but still, not an excuse. But I guess to them, it's better to put one person in jail probably than to continue to listen to these people complain about the supposed things that she was doing with witchcraft. I don't know. Yeah. So we're on to the last one for today. It's New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. I can't do it. You can't do it? No. New Jersey. People from New Jersey are probably like, shut the well, fuck that's up. That's like a New Jersey <laughs> accent. New Jersey. Get a quarter. Give me some water. <laughs> nice. They probably <laughs> all hate you right now. It's okay. We're I'm canceled. You're from Indiana, you know? Yeah. We can't do that shit. <laughs> it is uh, the story of the Jersey Devil, or the Leeds Devil. And it has been around since the 1700s. This one's messed up. Okay, this one's kind of messed up. Hmm. The legend states that a woman named Jane, or Mother Leeds, she was often referred to as Mother Leeds, mm-hmm. um, became pregnant with her 13th child. Jeez. 13. Okay. That's too many. And she said, quote, let this one be the devil. Why? <laughs> Yeah. Why would your you put that on your child? Is, is it because it's the 13th one? I don't know. 13 is an unlucky number, ain't it? Or is know. it? I, I don't know. know if it's lucky or unlucky. I don't know. Friday the 13th, I know that. That's like an unlucky day. Hmm. 
That's, um, why can't I think of it? Friday the 13th. Jason, right? Yeah. Jason Voorhees, right? Yes. I can't remember. Because, like, um, what is... Freddy is, like, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. And Halloween's Michael Myers. Gotcha. So, I just want to make sure I knew. Friday Crystal the 13th Lake. is, yeah. I knew that. I used to be really into scary movies when I was a kid. I never really cared for any of them. Really? Yeah. I used to watch them all the time. Like, I don't know. I just don't like, like, the old, like, scary movies like that. Like, Those are the best because some Nightmare of them are them. cringy. They're, like, cringy. That's why that's I don't like best, them. That's the best, though. Then you watch them and you're like, wow. The only one that I'll watch is Halloween. And that's only because Logan is obsessed with Michael Myers. <laughs> the new ones are really, actually really good, though. I do kind of like the new ones. I just haven't seen the newest one. It's good. A it's lot of people said it's very crap, too. gory. So. It is. Oh, that's my kind of movie. Very gory. From, like, from the get-go. Like, very beginning of the like movie. Like, when I was a kid, I used to right watch into it. scary movies all the time. I think the first scary movie I watched was The Hills Have Eyes. Oh. And then Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And that was because I kept sneaking behind my dad on the couch. So, he, like, mm. while he was watching the movie and I wasn't supposed to be. So, he's like, all right. He sat me down in front of the TV and gave me a blanket and a pillow and turned the movie on, and I loved it. And I have been, he took me to see so many scary movies in the movie theater, and now I'm a disturbed person. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think the first scary movie I ever remember watching is, like, the Chucky movies. Oh, dude, those did not scare me at all. They gave me nightmares really? forever. Yes. When So, actually, my aunt was talking about this. I'm like, she doesn't, was talking about certain christmas movies that she hasn't let her daughter watch yet her daughter's like two or three like home alone or something she doesn't want to give her any ideas what the heck those are like classic movies i know but like for a two-year-old if you see him doing something that your kid probably shouldn't be doing but they're two i think she's actually three i think she's older than two i think she's three close to four okay so she can probably try to do these things so i can understand where she's coming from and i was kind of like what about nightmare before christmas because that's like my favorite all-time movie Mm -hmm. ever and she's like she's too young to watch that it's scary it is kind of creepy i thought so too but as a kid i love that movie i never thought it was creepy i guess just because i like scary movies in general that was like nothing to me right but i love that movie and i Mm -hmm. was i can understand where she's coming from though because she was saying she didn't like it until she was an adult and i'm like i was never scared of that movie i always loved it that's kind of like um, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Dude, one of my favorite shows. But it's also, like, creepy. It used to scare me a little bit. But, yeah. like, I liked it. I liked it. I don't know if it ever... It kind of, like, scared me, I think, some of the episodes, because some of the creatures were creepy. Yeah. But, yeah, no. I think most of it, I was just kind of just... Mm-hmm. Chilling. Chilling. I do get... I am scared of the dark now, though. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I watch way too many scary movies. Anyways, on another tangent. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's continue. In 1735, Mother Leeds went into labor. Mm-hmm. It was a stormy night, um, and all her friends were gathered around her. Once the child was born, it grew hooves, wings, horns, and a tail. Okay. It was growling and screaming. The child beat everyone up in the room with its tail, and then flew up the chimney and headed into the woods. Jesus. Like, fresh out the womb. I was saying once the child was born, that part, like with the hooves, wings, horns, and tails, I was thinking that really sounded like Sweet Tooth on Netflix. Oh. 
That was such a cute but show. But then you went to growling and screaming. Yeah. Dude, I really hope no, they make another the season same, of that. But. Me too. Oh my gosh, I need to rewatch it. So good. But yeah. Um good to know it beats everybody with its tail. Yeah, and then up the chimney and out out it goes. The common description for the monster is like a I looked at a picture mm-hmm. and we should start adding pictures into our notes. So. I was going to. It's like, okay, so its back legs are long, mm-hmm. and it's got hooves. Mm-hmm. So kind of like goat legs? But its front legs are short. So like a So if you imagine a kangaroo, it's got long back legs. Oh, okay. okay. And like short legs. Yeah, yeah, short yeah. Short front legs. Um, it's got like a horse or goat-like head. Um, leathery bat-like wings. Mm-hmm. And then horns. Small arms, like a kangaroo has. I get you. With clawed hands. And then, like, hooves on its feet and a forked tail. It has been reported to move very quickly and is often described as emitting a high-pitched, blood-curdling scream. Hmm. In some variations of the story, Mother Leeds was said to be a witch and her husband, or, like, the father of the baby, was actually the devil himself. But didn't she say she wanted her baby to be the devil? Well, she if she was a witch, if in this in this version of the story, if she was a witch, she was uh, trying to make him the devil as well. Like basically the Antichrist. Yes, baby, kind of, yeah. In other versions, the legend states that there was an attempt to exorcise the creature from the Pine Barrens by local clergymen, mm-hmm. like after it was born. Right. Um, but. And couldn't they couldn't they couldn't exercise it they couldn't get him out i guess um the monster has been spotted periodically throughout history in the pine barrens region of new jersey mm-hmm. but one good thing to come from it the state embraced the legend and named their hockey team after it sweet i don't know what the hockey team name is i don't know devils or something like that hmm. that's interesting yeah so, that one was pretty, I thought that one was pretty creepy. That is pretty creepy. Yeah. I, the picture, though, you have to look up a picture of what it looks like. Okay, we will It is this. scary looking. Really? It is the thing of nightmares. Because, <laughs> like, when I picture, I don't know, like a, you don't, you just don't think that it would have long back legs and short front legs. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. It just looks real weird with, <laughs> like, a goat head and a long pointy tail. That is weird. Wings. All the whole shebang. <laughs> so if you're out in um, the Pine Barrens region of New Jersey, look out for the Jersey Devil. Jersey Devil, because it's not something you want to cross paths with. Doesn't sound like it. Nope. <laughs> but that's the end, that's the end of my episode for this week. That was a good one. Thank you. There was a lot of a lot of creepy ones in there this week. Yeah, for sure. So there's two more episodes of this, right? Yes. Yep, and then we'll be moving on to something different. Sweet. But I'm done for today, so everyone keep an eye out for Michelle's episode for the week. Yes, ma'am. It'll be coming out in a couple days. Be on the lookout for it. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.